What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Keeping Stock Sneaker Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gray. And today we're going to go through a story of wild twists and turns, family drama, betrayal, all revolving around sneakers. But before we get into the big baller brand, I just want to remind you, Keeping Stock is a weekly sneaker podcast uploaded on your favorite platforms every Sunday, typically in 20 to 30 minute episodes with occasional guests coming on, sneaker research, and more. So if you enjoy the podcast, make sure to follow and subscribe on your favorite platform, and let's get into it. So what happened to Big Baller Brand? It's a great question. It came and went faster than much it anticipated. And now as we see LaMelo in this year's draft class, we have Lonzo on the Pelicans, Leangelo on the Oklahoma City Blue G League team. Take a look back to see what Big Baller Brand could have been and where it went all wrong. So in today's episode, we're going through the history of Big Baller Brand. And let's start in 2016 when it was founded by LeVar Ball and Alan Foster, a family friend. They decided to become an independent brand for the Ball Brothers. You have to remember in 2016, just four years ago, Lamelo, Leangelo, and Lonzo were all at Chino Hills together on a team. Social media buzz was rapidly growing around them. The hype behind three talented brothers playing on the same team and putting on the performances that they did was phenomenal. And so LeVar thought, I see the value here. Let me make this brand around the core values of our family. And so he did. Big baller brand. And throughout this podcast, I'm going to try to stay neutral to LeVar's antics and the way he markets his sons and his family. But just know LeVar is a very outspoken individual who definitely aided to the publicity for the Ball Brothers, to their benefits, and to some downsides. And so in 2016, when they're in high school and LeVar and Alan get published the brand, Big Baller brand, all three Bs represent the three brothers. They want to do a soft launch. They understand the social media hype. We're seeing this trend of official merch continuing to grow from artists to influencers, content creators, to athletes. And so LeVar decides to go into a soft launch for Big Baller brand, where they do t-shirts sweatshirts, and shorts with the big three Bs on the clothing. And by no means were these high-quality pieces of apparel. Simply just screen-printed the Big Baller brand logo, very simplistic logo placed on here, some just in text that says Big Baller brand, and they do the soft launch and it sells. And knowing what we know now, they should have just stopped there. They should have just continued with apparel and accessories and stayed away from the sneaker game. I'm all for the idea of ownership versus sponsorship and having the ability to own your property and your assets and your brand, as opposed to partnering and becoming a sponsored athlete by the likes of Nike or Puma, Under Armour, Adidas, etc. However, that's a huge task to create your own brand to compete at that level with quality products. Anyone can make a brand nowadays, screen print, put it on the internet, and it can be bought. Does that make it a brand? Not necessarily. And so after seeing the success of this soft launch in the summer of 2016, LeVar gets an interview on USA Today because of his outspoken antics, and 
publicly states that if anyone wants to sign his sons, they have to sign the family for a cool $1 billion. Once again, I'm sure he would love to have a billion dollars for a sneaker deal, but at the end of the day, it's generated more hype, more talking points, more hot takes around the Ball Brothers, LeVar, and Big Baller brand. And what you have to realize is Big Baller brand is basically all LeVar is doing. I think the Suns supported him, thought it was a great idea, trusted in his interests and in Alan Foster's interests, and went with the flow. Shortly after that comment about wanting a $1 billion sneaker deal, Nike's George Raveling says, it's a ludicrous idea, it's comical, and just bizarre, basically. And then, LeVar goes on another rant in Rampage, attacking Nike, claiming that Big Baller Brand is going to be one of the biggest brands the world has seen, going to be a direct competitor for Nike in performance footwear, it's going to be a competitor in apparel and all of these things. This brand that has basically been up for five or six months at this point, still in the very infant stages, has only done apparel. A wacky claim, to say the least. Soon, LeVar decides to take the next jump. He sees that the merch sales are doing well based on the trends he's seeing. People are wearing it in public. People are wearing it to games. And decides to capitalize in the sneaker market. No one really expected it to happen as quick as it did. I mean, logically, if you want to make a sneaker, it takes years of research and development, especially if you're creating your own unique silhouette, model, features, sculpting it to Lonzo's foot. All of that takes time. And at this point, when they release a pre-order in 2017 for the ZO2, it's very quick. But that's not the most surprising thing. The most surprising fact is that it was $495 for the base model. I've never bought a shoe close to that price for retail. It was definitely another piece of absurd marketing where $495 sticks out a ton. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's sharing it. It was all over social media. Once again, free marketing and publicity for the most part. It was detailed as having a Python texture. A DeLorean finish, for whatever that means. And shock absorbent material, which all shoes have. So basically, nothing really innovative, nothing really exclusive to make the shoe $495. But it gets better. That's the base model. If you want the exclusive signed version with the cool light-up box as marketed, they use cool light-up box, that is $995. One stack for a pair of shoes that no one's really heard of. The hype really hasn't come fully around for. It isn't even produced. It's just a pre-order. However, it gets even weirder. If you wear above a size 13, so 14 and 15, it was an extra $200 on top of those prices. So instead of $495, you're looking at $695. $995, you're looking at $1195 for a performance-based basketball shoe that no one's ever tried. There's no existing model prior to that. No one knows the performance of. Lonzo still is trying to create a brand in his performance behind the shoe. And frankly, it, it caught quite a bit of attention. A lot of people bought or pre-ordered that $495 version. However, I don't know where the miscommunication happened, but days after this promo for the pre-order and the pre-order is launched, the Ball family is seen wearing 
Adidas, Yeezys, Jordans. Just a couple days after, they announced a $500 shoe, essentially signaling, here's a $500 shoe that I'm not wearing. I'm still going to wear other brands, but we have a $500 performance shoe or an $1,100 performance shoe, which is for LeVar, who understands marketing, you can't knock him for that. He knows what he's doing in these comments. But to have that slip up was a little shady in the public's eyes. But to smooth all that over, of all people, Jay-Z comes out and supports Big Baller brand. Similar to what I alluded to earlier, where Jay-Z essentially said, everyone's got to start somewhere. I'm a fan of African-American and black families trying to start their own business, their own companies, and it's all got to start somewhere. And so I went ahead and ordered three pairs. He never received those three pairs, but he gave them the cosign. Jay-Z, one of the greats of hip-hop in a lot of conversations, gives Big Baller brand a cosign, establishes a little bit of credibility. Their hype is only rising. $495 shoe out of nowhere. Facebook swoops in and says, we want to do a reality show with you. Pays them a good grip of money to do Ball in the Family, which I've never seen. Don't really watch Facebook video, but it did well. It was still on. And more promotion for the Ball family, Big Baller brand. And so you have to think at this point, realistically, what Big Baller brand has done is released a couple poor quality pieces of apparel and a pre-order for a $500 shoe to establish this brand. Nothing else. The rest is all inflated hype for this brand, which we haven't seen in the sneaker market before. There's a lot of established players and established for many reasons. But once again, LeVar is pushing the envelope, coming off of all of the buzz at Chino Hills, UCLA, He has the ball in his hands. He's the leader of attention. He plays well. He's a point guard. He's in the spotlight. LeVar's comments put him further into the spotlight. He's performing. Everything is going right at this point. Regardless of quality of product, for a brand, everything is moving in the right direction. If you pivot the situation and put Nike and Zion in this scenario, everything's going right. If you had Zion performing well, all the buzz is there. He's making highlights and... He's doing everything to build legitimate hype around the brand so when a sneaker rolls out, people want to wear it. And Big Baller Brand is doing that correctly at this point. Then, before the ZO2 even is released and manufactured, LaMelo gets his own shoe. So the youngest gets a shoe. And that is $395. And this is where people start to realize this looks like a shoe that Brand Black had designed in the past. And it later comes out, That brand black was working with Big Baller brand to develop these shoes. LeVar and Allen tried to make a shoe on their own. Didn't really work well. You know, it kind of tore up. And brand black stepped in and said, let us help you make a performance-based shoe at the very least. And you can tell brand black had a little bit of hesitation here because they didn't just work as brand black. They created an offshoot company, Santa Ana Design to maintain that independence and work with Big Waller brand. So Brand Black through Santa Ana Design is helping design the new ZO2 and Lamello's signature shoe at $395. However, that shoe that Lamello is utilizing is essentially just a ripped version of the Brand Black Metal Thunder model, which was $110. 
third of the price than what they're offering for Lamello's shoe. Then during this time, the Z02 is scrapped for a prime version. That first $495 version, scrapped. Manufacturing issues, they upgrade to this prime version. While that is happening, Leangelo, the middle brother, is charged with shoplifting at UCLA and leaves. So all in the span of about a year, a year and a half, a brand has started. Brand has sold some apparel. They've gone through two iterations of the Z02. Lomelo's gotten a shoe. Leangelo is now kicked off of the UCLA team. They're working with Brand Black. They have a Facebook reality TV show. And now two of the brothers are going to go to Lithuania. But before they go to Lithuania, LeVar opens the JBA, which a lot of people were hopeful for. It was a competitor to the NCAA who was ripping off players. And we've seen a lot of that kind of come back to the NCAA now. But it was taking top tier athletes, the best that they could find to participate in the JBA, travel around the country and get paid to play. So Lamelo, Leangelo play in the JBA with a variety of other high school players foregoing their college eligibility to play in the JBA because they're paid, which is a whole nother episode in itself. Long story short, the JBA doesn't last. Players are talking about how they didn't get paid or got paid a third of what they were promised, had to pay for traveling expenses, and at the end of the day, forwent all of their college eligibility for a season of the JBA. Shortly after, during this JBA experience, the Better Business Bureau calls out Big Baller brand, essentially saying that these practices are substandard and they have an F rating. They have about 50 negative reviews. They're also being sued for unpaid fees on that first batch of apparel that they had screen printed. And things are starting to see a crack in the armor. Now it's 2018 and we get the Zio signature shoe for $200. And this is during Lonzo's injury-prone season with the Lakers. He's in this new signature shoe. It's battling a ton of injuries. For $200, still not really developed this shoe as a, a performance model or part of the brand. But during all this, the other half of Watch the Throne, Kanye gives a co-sign to the brand under the same regards that Jay-Z did. said he loves someone who is making their own brand, making their own path. Someone's got to do it. In the best of luck, and there's rumors that a collaboration would occur. Never really happened. Then in 2019, Leangelo finally gets his sneaker for $179, the most reasonable and palatable price of all shoes. So you go $495, $395, $200, $179. Then the Z02s once again hit production issues. And during all this, the brand hits the fan. It turns out Lonzo finds out that co-founder of big baller brand alan foster is embezzled over 1.5 million dollars from him and wired over four hundred and seventy-four thousand dollars to his consulting agency and one of the biggest worries during this time for big baller brand from the public is where were they getting this money and it would assume that it was coming from lonzo's rookie contract to fund a lot of these journeys from signature shoes and buying the model and the silhouette and production and things of that nature from Lonzo's rookie contract. And Nick DePaula of ESPN goes on record to say that by going with Big Baller brand rather than signing with a veteran company like Nike or Adidas, 
Lonzo probably missed out on $15 million. Could have done a three to five year deal with Nike or Adidas, got paid a few million a year. However, now with Big Baller brand, it's kind of eaten into his own contract and never saw the profit possible there. And so Lonzo takes Alan Foster to court and he also covers his Big Baller brand tattoo. Alan Foster tweets to dump all of your merchandise from Big Baller brand all in the public eye. And in the same token, the Lakers are investigating these shoes for Lonzo's potential injuries if the shoes were deemed fit for performance, where Lonzo goes on record to say, if I was feeling hurt in them, I wouldn't wear them. But later recounts that statement and says, they just weren't ready. They He had multiple pairs for every game as they ripped each quarter, had to switch them out frequently, and just weren't ready to be made. And I think at the end of the day, that's the story of Big Baller Brand. It just wasn't ready. If they would have taken their time to establish this correctly, they could be in the market in some regards. Partnering with Brand Black, who's worked in the industry before, currently working in the industry, to make a performance model would have been great. Selling that shoe at $180 could have worked, especially now that Lonzo is a little bit more mature in his experience in the league, still up and coming has kind of distanced himself from his father's comments. Lamelo is about to be in a top 10 draft pick. Could have built on the hype there. However, rumors are Lamelo is going to sign with Rock Nation, remember Jay-Z, as they're his agents, and sign with Puma, which Jay-Z is a part of. And so there's another opportunity to miss for a top 10 draft pick to wear your brand is now going to be wearing Puma. What happened to Alan Foster? Well, he countersued Big Baller brand, And now is in, I believe, another country basically selling his services for consulting on cryptocurrency, so much so that the big baller brand website that he owns now directs directly to his personal sites. And I try to watch some videos researching this, very clickbaity titles, and it's basically him just shilling crypto in his services rather than insight on what happened as he's labeling the videos. It's an unfortunate end to the big baller brand. We still have Leangelo out there, who's on the Oklahoma City Blue, who could continue on the brand, or maybe they just pivot into apparel and accessories under another name down the line. It's something that could have happened, and if you have a pair of big baller brand shoes, that's a piece of sneaker history in some regards. A very opportunistic moment that just didn't turn out was rushed way too quick. In a matter of two years trying to start a performance-based basketball company and brand for your family and rushing through all the steps just wasn't the way to go about it. And I hope that they pivot and maybe Big Baller Brand comes back in another way. But at this moment, Big Baller Brand ceases to exist in some capacity. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode on the wild story of Big Baller Brand. Absolutely phenomenal how quick things blew up and then how quick things disappeared. If you did enjoy today's episode, make sure to follow on your favorite podcast platform. We're going to take a quick break and get into upcoming releases. If you like what you've heard so far, make sure to follow us on social media, Instagram at keeping stock and Twitter at keeping underscore stock. Further, social media is always found in the show notes and other cool things that are going on with the keeping stock podcast. But the best place to find that is going to be following us on Instagram and Twitter. Without further ado, let's get back to the show. And so before I get into upcoming releases, I just wanted to say this. During these turbulent times, it seems that keep repeating themselves. 
and as a black man in America, I think it is time if you keep asking why and you aren't sure what is happening or why it's happening and why these emotions are running so high, is seek to have an honest conversation with someone who does know. Ask those uncomfortable questions. Keep an open mind to understand where these perspectives and viewpoints are getting from. Because as you stay ignorant and closed-minded, it only makes things worse. So look to have those honest conversations. Ask why people are upset about Jacob Blake. Ask why people are seeking reform. Ask why the current political public appearance and words being utilized are harmful to some groups. Just simply ask why. There's a variety of people who can help educate you and inform you and have that conversation. Whether it's someone on social media, a friend, a colleague, or hey, even if it's me, just ask those questions. So now, let's get into the upcoming sneak releases for Sunday, August 30th through Friday, September 5th. At this moment, the Yeezy 700 V3 Azerith has been postponed and may be coming out on a later date. Not officially announced, but they have postponed that release. We see the Reebok Question Mid OG meets OG in metallic silver for $150. And in this case, this is another Harden Iverson colorway. OG meets OG for the Reebok Question, which seeing as some prominence once again. Then we get to see the Nike Kyrie Kybrid S2, What the USA, hybrid Kyrie Irving in a What the USA colorway. Maybe the colorway he would have roared with the USA Olympic team for $130 and kind of this red, white, and blue tie-dye colorway. We get the Air Jordan 1 High OG Biohack. It seems a lot of people actually want this shoe. It's a very unique colorway, not traditional in any means. And I think that's what is drawing people to this Air Jordan 1. That comes out on September 4th. Then the Nike Air Foam Posit 1 Black Aurora 1996 All-Star comes out on September 4th for $230. That's got blue on the toe to a gradient black across the heel with a little bit of a, a lightning paint streak across the midsection. We also get the Adidas Ultra Boost 1.0 in the college pack, which is Miami, Washington, Texas A&M, ASU, Kansas, Indiana, Nebraska, and Louisville. We will also see the Air Jordan 7 in chili red, which is rumored to be in the, a Greater China release. We'll see how that goes, but that's the upcoming releases for that week. As always, I appreciate you guys for listening. I appreciate you for taking the time. Hope this podcast finds you well, and I'll catch you next week.